Welcome to the Strong John Fitness Podcast. This show is dedicated to helping you achieve your best body without the BS. We'll cover training, nutrition, basically everything you need for a successful fitness journey, and we'll have some fun along the way. I'm your host, John Vlahoinakos. Let's get into it. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. We are in episode 40. Uh, which is kind of cool. <laughs> That's really it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I hope hopefully October has started off well for you. You know, not to kind of put a damper on things, but I think now we're officially less than 12 weeks away from the new year. And, you know, full disclaimer, if you haven't taken that leap to work on your fitness goals yet, don't wait till January, please. Like, please do yourself the favor and don't wait till January you're going to regret it. You can get a lot done in 10 weeks. Not saying you're going to get their end goal by December 31st. You know, not saying it's going to be easy necessarily, but if you don't do anything now and you wait until mid January, whatever it is, you're going to look back and wish you started earlier because I'm pretty sure it's been proven. I forget where I read it, that people gain, you know, anywhere from five to 10 pounds every holiday season. And that's, you know, kind of starting from like mid to late October till now, you know, if you include, Halloween, I mean, Canadian Thanksgiving is this weekend, but if you include Halloween, American Thanksgiving, and then the various holiday get-togethers, parties, celebrations, whatever you want to call it, plus all the leftovers, plus the wintertime usually leads to more, you know, comfort foods and that sort of thing, you're going to want to take a stab at it now rather than wait to possibly gain another 10 pounds. Like if you already have 10, 20, 30, 40 pounds to lose, you might think in your head in one aspect, you're like, oh, okay, what's another 10? But trust me, you don't want to add another 10. Why not just get rid of 10? And then you have less to worry about in the new year. Not to mention, with the help of a coach, you know, you can you can definitely have a lot of support through the most calorie-heavy time of year, hands down, right? Not just, you know, Halloween candy is one thing, Thanksgiving is another, but I think the two weeks between around Christmas and New Year's People just eat and they don't stop eating and drinking. And it literally doesn't have to be that way. There's ways to approach it. But, you know, that's my two-minute disclaimer on why you should start now. It doesn't have to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. But imperfect action will lead to results more than waiting for the perfect moment because it doesn't exist. Because, you know, your mindset right now versus your mindset in January, you're not going to be a completely different person. Just because January doesn't mean things will change for you doesn't mean life will be less busy. You're going to be roughly in the same spot. I can pretty much guarantee you that. So now that that's out of the way, I want to talk about some of the major lessons I've learned over the years as a trainer, coach, and a business owner. Um, You know, just because why not? This October will be the five-year anniversary of Strong John Fitness, and maybe I should have saved this episode for then. (laughs) But um, you know what? Imperfect action right? Some days you just want to get some content out there, help people out and not necessarily think of the perfect release date or whatever it is. So we'll jump right in. And this applies to to business owners, fellow coaches, as well as for your fitness journey. And that is the comparison game is always a losing one. Always, right? You're never, you're never going to look like the person that you might aspire to look like don't get me wrong there's a few you know 
maybe Hollywood actors would be like, damn, like, you know, I wish I could look like that. But at the same time, you know, they, A, they have to, they get paid to look a certain way. B, you know, their journey to that point is completely different than my journey to where I am now. And C, you know, I need to celebrate myself more and look in the mirror and, and celebrate my accomplishments and what I've done with my body because shit, I've come a long way too. Um, and, but that's important to remember, like following fitness coaches on Instagram to learn is one thing, but if you're following, and I'm going to call them influencers who really don't give you any value other than swipe workouts or supplement sales or look at me now, unfollow them. It's a fucking waste of time. They're not helping you. Right. And I'm not here to name names because I don't follow any of them. I don't give a shit. But I know a ton of people who wish they look like this person or wish they look like that person or following that person's workouts or supplements and just buying into shit that doesn't apply to them. You know, the sooner you stop putting so much of your energy into wishing you look like this person or thinking about what that person is doing, the better off you're going to be. Right. Put that energy where it belongs. And that is yourself literally yourself, right? As a, as a fitness professional, I made a post about this thing a couple of years ago and sometimes it's, it still kind of rains true, but you know, I've, I've always kind of felt like an outsider, right? Every coach I meet, give or take has been doing this a long time. They knew they wanted to be a personal trainer. They knew they wanted to be a coach. They knew they wanted to work in fitness. I didn't know. I had no idea what I wanted to do as a 18, 19, 20 year old, I was just kind of living in the moment, which looking back, isn't the worst thing. But then I'm like, okay, well, I've owned my own business for five years, been in the industry for six. Some people have been in the industry that I'm friends with for 10 plus years. And I'm like, shit, man, like, but then, then I get into this comparison trap where I'm, I'm comparing myself to them based on how long they've been in the industry where I have a, a pretty decent track record of clients. If you go to my website, you can keep scrolling down that thing. You'll see a lot of client success, a lot of stories, a lot of testimonials, and more coming. The roster is only getting bigger. Um, I'm grateful and thankful for everything I have in business. So I don't know why I always you know, go to that comparison. We're like, oh, that person's better than me or doing better than me or knows more than me. It's a losing game, right? Because you just end up feeling like shit. Like if I sit there and stare at, you know, Captain America all the time when he becomes Captain America. I'm like, shit, not, you know, don't forget, you know, Captain America was on, you know, some exogenous things at the time. So basically it's my long-winded way of saying you're never going to look like the person you would hashtag body goals or whatever that shit. Don't, don't do that. You can only become the best version of yourself and that's what you should aspire to be. It's a tough lesson to learn. It's it's not easy and it doesn't ever completely go away. But it's something that you should work on. And I think it's only going to help you personally to stop looking everywhere else and just look at the person in the mirror. Because that's who's responsible for everything that happens with your fitness journey. And coaches, if you're listening to this too, it's the, you're responsible. I'm not going to go down. I was going to go down a rabbit hole. I'm not going to. Lesson number two, <laughs> um, one food will not make you gain fat, just like one food will not make you lose fat. 
Now, this should be commonplace at this point. And I feel like this is still where the fitness industry needs work because I'll still get messages from people talking about being unable to eat certain foods because they're scared it's going to make them fat. And I don't understand why this won't go away. But it just means as fit pros, we have to work harder um, to rid of as much bullshit in industry as we can. You know, fat loss and fat gain, it never happens overnight. You might feel like shit if you overindulge a day or a night. I had a talk with a client last night. He didn't feel too good at a family outing. In his eyes, he still ate a lot of quote-unquote bad foods or too much foods. But I had to let him see that, you know, prior to working with me, he would have probably just eaten whatever he saw. He would have been on the seafood diet and just went went off on on the buffet style. Whereas... What he did instead, because he's been mindful and he's working on his habits, is he's taking little portions of different things just to try them out, not filling up, and he's focusing on his protein, right? So I've had people tell me they can't eat ice cream, cookies, pizza. You know, if you go out for some pizza or some ice cream, understand that, you know, it it might drive you over your calories depending on what you've eaten prior that day, but also understand that you're not gaining fat just because you went over your calories for that day. Fat gain takes more time than that. So does fat loss. What will happen instead, you'll see an uptick in the scale for the next day or so from the extra carbohydrates is usually what happens. Carbs holds the biggest three grams of water. Um, So that's all it is. An uptick on the scale for a day is not fat gain. Just like the drop in the scale for a day is not fat loss. It's trends over time. Right. So I still I still can't stand, you know, cheat meals and this and that. You're not cheating on anything. If your diet requires you to feel like you're cheating or you feel guilty for eating certain foods, you need to stop whatever you're doing because it's making your relationship with food worse. Even if you lose 20 pounds on this diet and it's happened, people I talk to. What's going to happen when you finish the diet? You're never going to have pizza again, or you feel guilty every time you have a slice. Never take your kids out for ice cream. Never have a glass of wine because, you know, alcohol is a poison by definition, but we don't talk about it like that. So just just keep in mind, and I think everyone listening to this podcast pretty much knows this by now, but, you know, it was a lesson I learned a long time ago because I used to be on a restrictive diet and binge eat on the weekends. Um, and it was just, it was shitty. You just feel terrible. So instead understand that it's the accumulation of the calories over time, not over one day, over weeks. You got to look at the trend of your weight, of your measurements, of your photos over weeks to see if it's fat gain or not, or fat loss or not. (laughs) This one's a big one. And this one's even worse now because of a certain something that's happening. I'm not sure if my podcast will get flagged for saying it, so I'm not going to. You all know what I'm talking about anyways, but if someone's making a claim, ask them to back it up. The person making the claim is always responsible to provide evidence for said claim. Okay? You're allowed to question them, and you don't have to provide shit until they do, because they made the claim. Because, like I said, even worse now, 
there's information and misinformation and confusion, frustration, all of the above, which is, you know, typically why I stay away from the news. And I don't really scroll that much. And if I do, all of my social media lists are curated to what I want to see. My Facebook, my Instagram, Twitter, I don't really scroll, I just post some screenshot. But you're going to you're going to see and just wait as the year goes on, it's going to get worse. January, it'll happen some more trendy diets, quote unquote, cures, fat loss supplements, name it. And remember, just because they have a doctor in front of their name or a PhD at the end, it doesn't mean they know everything. It doesn't mean that they're honest or truthful. It doesn't mean that they're just not out to make a buck. And I'm pretty sure a ton of doctors will back me up here. But most of the time, (laughs) if a doctor has written a book on nutrition and they didn't do their kind of doctorate in nutrition, it's a piece of shit. Just leaving that there. Okay. So, but if someone's making a claim, Ask them to back it up. If they can't back it up or if they attack you or attack your character, you just know they're full of shit. Exit the conversation, unfollow, block, move on with your day. You don't need that kind of negativity. Moving on. This one is, I think a lot of people will agree with me on this one, even if it sounds kind of controversial or maybe something you don't want to hear. But friends, your friends and your family don't necessarily have your best interests in mind. And I mean, you can take that from a business owner perspective. You can take it from a fitness perspective. It's up to you. But (laughs) take it from like my, if you don't know me, if you can't tell by the last name, I'm Greek. I have a Greek background. I was born here. My parents were born here. My grandparents, God love them. They were not born here. They came over to Canada, whatever. But my grandmother doesn't really understand what I do and hasn't understood what I do for a long time. Um, in her eyes, you know, everyone in her family should be a doctor or a lawyer. You know, I've been told many times that I'm tall and I have perfect body to hold a briefcase, which means I should be a lawyer because they make a lot of money. <laughs> so, you know, she'll do anything for us. Uh, she's very, she's critical at times. But I didn't go looking for permission from anyone to do what I do now. And then just strictly from the business owner side, when I decided that I was going to be a personal trainer, I talked to Laura about it, my wife, if you don't know who she is. And that was it. I went for it. I got the job. Cool. Worth the job. When I decided I wanted to be in business for myself. I went for it. I didn't, I didn't ask my grandparents. I didn't ask my parents. They might've tried to talk to me out of it. They might've supported me. I'm not sure. But to me, it was like, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to do it. And if I fail and I learn a lesson, I failed many things in the past. When it comes to fitness, nutrition, training, I'll go back to my grandmother for a second. She doesn't understand fitness training whatsoever. She thinks everyone that goes to the gym or if I go to the gym, my brother, if we go too much, we lift too heavy and we're going to get hurt. 
Uh, we go to the gym too much is dangerous for us. We're going to look like a wrestler because she always references like WWF, which is hilarious. We, we shouldn't go to gym to look like a wrestler. We should go to the gym just to be healthy, which is fair because <laughs> going to the gym will make you feel healthy. Um, but the other side of things too, you, how do I phrase this? Unless you looked a certain way in her eyes, you're too skinny or you're too fat or you have to eat more with her. It's always, you have to eat more. Any European listening to this right now knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know, exactly. You have to eat more. You have to eat, eat another plate, have more fill up, fill up, enjoy it. Because if you don't, they're going to think something's wrong with you. If you eat too much, and you continue that trend for a while, maybe you put on a little bit of weight, they'll notice and they'll comment. And if you lose some fat, but even if you feel good about yourself, you're too skinny, right? So at the end of the day, while they might love you and, and care for you and whatever else, and, and maybe in their mind, they're looking out for you, they, they're, they, they're not. They're looking out for you in their opinion of what you should look like or act like or live like in their eyes. You have to look out for you. And sometimes you have to be unapologetic in your pursuit of your fitness goals. And if you're a business owner in your business, right? Nobody else is going to take care of you the way you can take care of yourself. And business owners and fellow fit, fit pros and coaches, and if you own your own business, you know what I'm, what I'm about to say next. You'll feel it right away. Nobody gives a shit about your business as much as you do. And that's normal and that's fine. We all have mentors. We all have coaches to help us with our business and that's fine. They're, they're there to help us. But at the end of the day, it's our business. We live and breathe and sweat and cry and yell about this shit. It's ours. You have to treat your body the same. It's yours. Nobody's going to show up and do the work for you. Coaches will help guide you. Coaches will support you. They'll create programs for you, educate you but you still have to do the work, whether or not your mother, father, uncle, brother, wife, husband, kids agree or not. Your health and fitness should always be a top priority for you in the grand scheme of things. All right, that's a tough one for a lot of people to swallow. I'll let you sit on that for a second. Last one. This kind of goes with the, the third one. Um, it worked for me is not evidence. It's not, it's not solid evidence. It's anecdotal. Anecdotal is, is based on what they experienced. So someone says, Hey, Karen, you know, Karen says, yeah, I lost 30 pounds doing keto. It worked for me. So everyone should do your keto. Shut the fuck up, Karen. No, they shouldn't. No, they shouldn't. That goes for diets. That goes for programs. That goes for pretty much everything because just because it works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for other people. Again, everyone is different. People need, some people need more guidance, less guidance. Some people need no guidance. Some people need supplements. It's, it's, it, everyone's different. So you can't just take what someone says word for it because I've had clients tell me, you know, my friend, you know, they lost 40 pounds, you know, and like, you know, I want, I want results like that, but like, you know, should I be switching to that? And I said, well, no, I'm like they lost 40 pounds. Fine. Okay. But what are they eating? 
What's their day-to-day like? Do they have energy? Are they training? Are they doing cardio every single day? Have they kept the weight off? Right? It works for me is, is not strong evidence. If someone's telling you to take a supplement because it worked for them, just turn the other way. Turn the other cheek, unfollow, block. Some of my favorite things to do online these days. You don't need the kind of negativity. The other thing that you have to keep in mind when people kind of say this kind of stuff is placebo effect is real. It's real. So if someone goes into a product, I use test boosters for an example. Over-the-counter test boosters do not boost testosterone. They do not. They, they just, they don't. They might give you a little bit of extra blood flow, you know, down where you might need it or want it, whatever, but they don't increase testosterone. That's not an increase in testosterone. And, and test boosters, tribulus, it's been disproven a lot. Like, it's been a while. So if someone says, yeah, like, you know, I'm building more muscle now. I feel great. And my testosterone is up. And they say they've been taking this test booster. That's not it. <laughs> they just feel better. It's the placebo. They've attached in their mind that the test booster is the difference maker. So they think that's doing it. And you know what? Good for them. But you don't have to buy into that shit. Or it worked for me is not evidence. If you learn, educate yourself about it or get educated with somebody about it, that's different. But it's basically, it's my job to steer you clear of all of the garbage that surrounds different parts of the industry. It's still, it's still here. It'll still be here in the long term. Unfortunately, you know, restricted diets will never go away. The supplement industry, the diet industry is only getting bigger. It's not a good thing. I'm grateful for my job and what I can do, but you know, I have a different approach than most, some of the most popular approaches, let's say in the, for the general public. Um, but that's it. That's like, that's some major things I've learned over the years. Um, I'll probably do another one like this maybe next year and dig in a little bit more, but you know, at the end of the day, the, the overarching theme is you have to show up and put, and put in some work. That's just it. That that's like the overarching theme for this entire episode. You have to show up for you. Be consistent as you possibly can, and not perfect, just consistent. Just show up has been my motto. I think since like March, it's been like the motto for twenty twenty one. Is just show up. This year's been all over the place. I had my one of my lowest business months. I had. One of my best business months, my mother passed away. I haven't worked out much, I think, in the last two months. Like, shit's been all over the place. So, at the end of the day, you have to look in the mirror and talk to yourself if you have to. And just, what can you do for yourself to achieve what you want to achieve? You can buy all the products, you can buy all the coaches, buy all the supplements, whatever it is. But unless you're showing up and doing some work consistently, it's not going to happen for you. You know, I don't say that to be a dick. I'm just trying to be realistic for you. Because I've bought, I've bought products, I've bought in ebooks and PDFs and shit I haven't used. I, they didn't use them, so nothing worked. It didn't work for me because I didn't use them. But when you have a system, you have a process, you trust it, you show up. Compound interest over time. Whether it's fat loss, muscle gain, just feeling healthier, if you're a business owner, growing your business, compound interest is literally it. Showing up every day, putting in that small amount of work every day, most days, even if it's not every day. 
and now I'm getting off tangent. But anyway, that's the episode. It's my cutoff time. Uh, I'm going to go upstairs and hang out with the family now. So if you like this episode, you know, it'd be greatly appreciated if you shared it, whether on social media, send it to your friends, family members, <laughs> maybe someone who's giving you a hard time, send it to them. Tell them Strong John sent you. I don't, it's fine with me. I'll take the heat for anyone. Um, tag me if you do share it on Instagram, Strong John Fitness. Uh, leave a review would be awesome on Apple Podcasts. And uh, I just thanks for being here. That's, that's just want to just thank you for, for listening. We're at 40 episodes and counting. So I got a couple of pretty amazing guests lined up. Right now I have four, five, six. Ooh, yeah, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a good way to end the year. Yeah. So I got some pretty amazing guests uh, lined up to finish this year off seven. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. And uh, if there's any topics that you want to learn about, want, want me to hear me rant about, if you want more story times, you know, just let me know. Shoot me a message on Instagram at Fitness. I'll be happy to record an episode like that. I, I like to talk, as I've been told by many people. Sorry from a young age. But anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.